0: Next on Fatherhood Fridays, Season 4. Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Um, just excited, excited this week. Um, man, I have been trying to get this brother on air. Well, I can tell you for sure that there are no perfect parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges I think for moms and dads in general
1: is that parenting. You, you you sense it it's one of the most critical roles that you're going to play in life i think i
0: shared my uh my uh feelings on that all right so this is what i got so far Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're now listening to Fatherhood Fridays, season four, with your host as always, Charmer. on the one, not the two, giving it to you through my iPhone 8 Plus. How's it going out there? How are you living as the days progress in 2020? For many of us fathers, and even mothers, but more, but probably more specifically, fathers, um, for those of us that have to work from home and our kids are at home with us, we've had to experience how to adjust to homeschooling, how to be technologically savvy, how to uh, be flexible in homeschooling, and, and how to learn in this new digital age, especially in COVID 19. And so, Today, we are going to talk um, to a very special, important person in my life. Uh, You've heard her in season two uh, from uh, Family Fridays. You've heard her in season three in Father and Daughters. And now she is going to be sharing her wisdom, her uh, tips on how fathers can be more involved in online schooling or online learning, presenting my wife again, Tanya Williams. How are you?
1: You know what? I will say, given everything going on in this world, I feel blessed. i very thankful to be here on this podcast with you.
0: All right. Anything else you want to say in addition to that? <laughs> that was kind of brief.
1: That was brief.
0: Yeah, you're you're not really, uh, brief. You're more uh, long-winded.
1: Okay. Well, that was
0: it for how I'm doing. All right. Well, (laughs) I think she's trying to, uh, pretend as if, uh, you know, she's not long-winded. Maybe just trying to give her professional side of herself, which is okay, too. But nevertheless, um... I know this is your third time, um, back on my podcast, but if there was somebody that was listening for the first time and they wanted to know more about you, um, tell them, you know, who you are. And I know you just said your name, but what do you do for a living and what, what you're passionate about?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very, um, blessed and fortunate to be doing something that I'm passionate about that feels, of um, That is a part of my purpose and calling, and that's being an educator. Um, So, you know, for those of you who don't know me, um, I've been in education for a while, and um, I recently, about, what, you throwing up the hand, the five, okay. Five,
0: almost five years? Almost
1: five years, and um, I recently accepted a position as an assistant principal, so I'm really excited about it. But all that to say is I talk about, think about, read all things education all the time, um, I know, Chairman, sometimes you ask me to turn it off, and I'm like, I don't know how to turn a light bulb off because, you know, I think about curriculum, I think about access, I think about equity, I think about my kids, like, you know, it's just sometimes when people ask me, how are your kids doing? I'm like, wait, wait, are you talking about my kids at the school? Are you talking about my biological kids? Because sometimes they feel one or the same to me. Um, but, yeah, so that's a little bit about, like, me and, you know a major passion in my life is
0: education. Okay, so I think it would be fitting for you to talk about such a topic as uh, how fathers can be more involved in online schooling. Um, Even myself, you know, um, I can do a better job. So I'm going to be listening to you as well as other fathers out there. Um, And so as an educator in the school system... Uh, Tanya, what are some of the disparities and and disparities, I mean, inequalities and equity issues with homeschooling or or e-learning that you find now that that COVID has uh, pretty much taken over?
1: Okay, so I definitely think that there are some equity issues and there are just some plain out challenges. So I'll start with the equity issues. One is definitely technology. I mean, we've seen it on the news. I know I've seen it on the news. I've been reading different um, reports um, about technology and essentially this this concept of the digital divide. Who has access to devices and Wi-Fi and who does not? And before the virus, it was an issue Whereas we saw in the numbers that Black and Hispanic um, families and students did not have access as the same as, you know... White people, or even when you think about it from an income perspective, lower in- students from lower income families did not have the same access to technology or Wi-Fi as uh, more affluent families. So that's definitely um, a challenge. And I was recently reading something from the Pew Center, which is a major, like, think tank, and they do all these nationwide reports, and um, just from a big-picture perspective, they were saying that some 15% of U.S. households uh, who have school-age children do not have access to internet, Um, 35% of kids ages 6 to 17 uh, who belong to uh, low income family, um, do not have high speed internet connection at home. Um, so it's, it's a lot to, to think about and essentially that's the big, uh, disparity happening right now. Um, but what I want to say to that is that now, because COVID was so new, um, and like I said, these issues already existed, but I read online that COVID is kind of like a, uh, like dye. And it just kind of made the issues more apparent because now you can really see them, like putting dye on a cake or something like that. Okay. So... Um, but I want to encourage parents to really connect with their teachers, stay connected with your teachers, stay connected with your school community, because now districts are having, are come up with better plans to make sure that every student gets a device. If you cannot afford one, one will be, one will be available, um, just to make sure that your children have connection and access to, to internet, um, and zoom and, uh, Blackboard or whatever platform the school is using to put out those lessons and stuff so in communications
0: man, I think you've said a lot um, how is it that, that there's a lack of uh, digital um, technology when it seems like almost everybody has or every kid has a cell phone every kid has a tablet or you know a a laptop
1: Uh, you know what i'm glad you said that and i think that you know for honestly for us it we're used to having technology most people that we know are used to having technology but being an you know an administrator even a teacher um it's apparent that not everyone does on the surface it looks like everyone does um, and so we have to address that issue because you said something that was so important. You said that COVID fast-tracked us into the future, right? And so now because covid and 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 now e-learning has fast-tracked us into the future. We realize that there's a huge population that doesn't have access. And when you look even deeper, you see that you it's it's undeniable that these statistics when you look at them by race and by income who they are affecting. And one day we was I was at the table with the kids and you know just scrolling through my phone and I read this article. I want to say it's by the New York Times. And it was basically projecting how far kids will be behind once school um, resumes by race and by income. And the, I mean, the numbers do not look good for um, for black and Hispanic kids and just for kids who are from lower income communities. And so I think in knowing that for me as their mom, that fueled me to, to go that extra mile to try even harder because I don't want... You know, our kids are any kid, you know, to be behind, particularly kids who um, who may just naturally struggle in school or kids who might not have access to what they need to be successful. Because that's true equity. We're not talking about equality where everybody get the same. We're talking about equity, getting what you need to level the playing field.
0: So it's not so much that that kids or even teenagers don't have access to to tech uh tech tech bleh, that they don't have access to technology or devices but it's they don't have access to the necessary technology and devices to to do online schooling, would you agree? I
1: agree. I agree with Because you that. can have
0: a cell phone but that doesn't mean you, on your cell phone, you can access Google Classroom, or you can access these different programs necessary to um, do a Zoom call. You could do Facebook Live, but if your teacher is doing something else and you can't access it through your cracked cell phone or your cracked tablet, then it doesn't mean much. Because, I mean, most teachers are not going to accept homework through Facebook Messenger.
1: To you know, some of the like society, societal inequities, you know, that are that's really impacting education that's always impacted education, but it's more visible now, you know, is food. You know, you've been in education too, and you know that students struggle with food insecurities. There are families who do not have enough food, so just take in mind you have COVID happening, and the millions of people who have lost their jobs, those are parents. Right. So right now, students, just like it is doing a normal school year, they might not be concerned about learning. They might be just trying to figure out what is my next meal going to be. You know, you have those you have daycares closing, you have um, challenges with getting quality that uh, uh, challenges. We're getting access to quality healthcare Again, things that existed pre-COVID, but it's definitely in your face right now. And so what I'm saying is, is that those things that are affecting the parents are also affecting the child. And so while we talk about like the device and the Wi-Fi, we're also talking about these other everyday life things that kind of come together like a puzzle. And if those pieces are not together, then you have lack of engagement right? Because kids are not connecting to Zoom and to the content that we're trying to deliver because they're trying to figure out just everyday life. And I think that that's very important to to acknowledge when we talk about issues of equity, not just in the schoolhouse, right? But outside of the schoolhouse, everyday challenges that our families are facing.
0: So a lot of times when your basic needs are not met, then you we can't even really go into uh, do they have technological devices in order to be a part of a digital classroom or uh, turning in homework through a snapshot because your basic needs haven't been met. And I mean, we could talk about that. That takes it to a whole nother uh, conversation. But for the sake of the topic, getting more fathers involved with online learning what are some things that we need to do as fathers practically to adjust to online learning from home?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very good question. And I'm glad that you, you asked that. Um, some of the things I'm going to say will might sound like super simple, but they are going to be the most important things. The, the couple of tips that I'm going to give up front are, are going to be ones about, um, about more of the like uh what would you call it like social emotional side one remain positive and calm know that there is not a book for how to parent during covid how to help your child online during covid so there's going to be challenges and just imagine if you are feeling a sense of anxiety or stress how much more your child is feeling that so really take the reins even through the Um, Times of the Unknown to model positivity and calm because this is what your child will repeat when they are going through challenges too not just in COVID, but through life because they're looking at what you do more than what you say. Um, Realize that if you you are a a working father, you're working from home on Zoom, um, that Zoom looks different now. And what I mean by that um, is just that there's this, actually this YouTube video called BBC Dad. And it was a news reporter, and he was given, I think, the, a weather report. And the world didn't know that his wall was a backdrop. And then his daughter busted the door, and you can see him, he was live, <laughs> trying to like man-muscle the door back closed. And that was years ago. And fast forward to today, it looks this exact same when I was having all the interviews for an assistant principal position, you know, Cedric and Tammy came busting through the door, yelling through the Zoom about who took whose toy. And I'm sweating bullets because as I see them approaching, I'm telling them, I'm, I'm, I'm giving that hand signal while I'm talking on the interview. And at some point it became unavoidable. And the principal was just like, it's okay. And a, a whole load of stress just came rolling off my back. So what I'm saying is that, like, now that work is at home, school is at home, church is at home, um, it's just knowing that there's going to be a new normal when it comes to um, to work. Um, remember to continue the positive affirmations, which were, you know, always needed. Um, I saw this, uh, this stat Online, It was a study done from Harvard just this year called the Caring Common Project. And the stat that I saw that was so powerful is that 70% of fathers in the U.S. feel closer to their children now than they did before the virus. Um, And some of the comments that they were saying is that dads feel like they are connecting more, playing more games, doing all those things. So please know that that relationship and that bond, And the positive affirmations you, you know, provide for your children are so important. Um, And answer what you can. um, Because kids right now have a lot of questions. I don't know how much time, you know, you've spent in the classroom. But most elementary school classrooms, middle school, high school classrooms have an agenda on the board. They have the objective, what they're learning for the day, an agenda on the board. Kids know what they're doing next. They know their schedules and all these things. So we're walking into um, the unknown. So I will say that it's okay if your children be okay with answering questions that they may have. Even if the answer is I don't know. um, Because they're so used to having that structure and knowing what's next um so it's just so important to to answer their questions so
0: i think it's easy to have these conversations um with fathers that you know might be technologically savvy and you know know how to you know navigate these different apps on the laptop or different apps on their phone or tablet to help their son or daughter whether they're a child or a teenager, but what do you, I mean? What do you say uh, to those fathers, or what tools or resources can fathers use if they are not technologically savvy um, for homeschooling or online schooling?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad you. That's a good question too. So um, one of the things. So I've had like a lot of just friends and not who are not in education and family members ask me these questions too and i've had some time to think about it and the first place that i you know uh want to point you to is to the standards every state has a uh, student learning standards and for the majority of the states i think it's 40 of the states fall on the common core but a state like texas where we live don't so we have our own standards called the teak's which stand for Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. So, the reason I tell you all of this is because you can literally look up on Google, straight up Google, third grade Common Core Standards, or third grade TEKS, and TEKS is spelled T-E-K-S. Why I, I, I share that with you, because if you're not, you know, in education, you have no idea what what your child, what is the goal for uh, your child or children Uh, to learn where they should be at by the end of the school year what things are they working on right because a lot of times if you're in a day-to-day and you're working and and you're you're trying to put a roof over their head and food on the table you're not you know knowing like the sequence of how the teachers are rolling out things and so you can easily access that information so you can kind of it can kind of give you a good start i know i did that for cedric and for Tamara, so that i can get a handle on okay so what are they what are what are they learning in first grade what are all the things to brush my you know self up on that too um two websites that i really want to share are teachers pay teachers and pinterest now i want to share those things because first of all always start with what the the teachers are providing they're providing curriculums and everything but what I found last uh, semester is I needed to supplement, and I heard that from a lot of parents is that they felt like what was provided, they were thankful for it, but the, um, the curriculums and lessons were not enough. It didn't take long. Kids were done in a jiffy. So um, definitely start off with that as the base, but the supplemental materials can come from Teachers Pay Teachers or Pinterest. Um, Teachers Pay Teachers have tons and tons of worksheets um, which you can use. Now, I tell my husband all the time, I'm not a sit and get type of teacher. My kids are not sit and get type of kids. So we use the worksheets, but that's not all there is to learning. That's like that old outdated, antiquated, sit down, do a worksheet, be still type thing. Pinterest really gives some great ideas on some hands-on lessons that you can do uh, or hands-on activities to support the lesson. I'm going to throw out some of the ones that I did um, just to kind of give some, some mental visuals. Drive Driveway sight words. Got this from Pinterest. Drew circles in the driveway and sight words in the circles, and I gave the kids water balloons. I called out the word, and then they threw the water balloon at the sight word. Um, sight word relay. I found those pool... Uh, What do you call those things? Those pool floaties that look like a long stick that you can get from a a dollar tree or a a dollar...
0: A pool stick. Okay. pool floaty stick.
1: Okay. Or a dollar fifty at Walmart. Cut them up, put sight words on them. And then um, we went outside in the backyard and I used them like batons and we did a sight word relay race. Or I took those same things and put them around the house and made a sight word scavenger hunt. And a lot of those things, those ideas were generated from... I, th-
0: Pinterest. I hear what you're saying and I think that might apply for kids but I mean what if you have teenagers? What if you have a father that their daughter's 16 mm-hmm. and he's not technologically savvy and mm-hmm. this 16 year old has some assignment due online? How, how, did, how does he expect how is he going to help her if he's not familiar with how to access some of these programs, or or how to even answer some of her questions, she might have about some of these programs.
1: Mm-hmm. And I can see what you're saying that 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 definitely is um, is a challenge. I would say the first thing is to stay in connection with the teacher because you know teachers have a wealth of resources and knowledge and can walk you through how to do that, like how to help your child submit an assignment um, online. I'm starting to see that most districts have a 1-800 number uh, for tutoring and uh, technology support. Um, there are also the um, the chats now that most districts are offering where you can get online and just press the chat button and then ask, hey, how do I help my child submit an assignment in Blackboard or in Canvas or in Blend? There's so many different platforms out there. so. I can understand that that would be, that would, as a parent, it could almost make you feel some type of way, you know? Um, but there are um, resources out there to connect to to get help with that. Um, because I know that that is I mean, it definitely can
0: be challenging because um, to your point, um, like I was saying that the digital age has, has really been fast forwarded in COVID-19. Um And, you know, for some fathers, you know, they grew up, you know, writing a paper or doing work on paper. Now you have to do everything on a computer, submit it, you know, uh through Google Drive, through email, through all these different things that some fathers might be very familiar with mm-hmm. and some fathers might not be familiar with at all. Um do you think that this this form of education online learning or homeschooling is will become the new normal
1: yes I do um and I just want to back up just one second to what you're talking about the the challenges when with that example of um you know a father helping a child a teenage child submit an assignment Um There's also the challenge, too, of just the way kids are learning things now. Like, I don't know if you've seen Eureka Math, but if you didn't learn how to divide or multiply using Eureka Math, it is challenging. Um, And so, while that might not necessarily be like an equity issue, per se, it definitely is a challenging issue because now the methods that kids are using and so you mess around and show your child long division and they have never seen that before they're looking at you like well that's not how my teacher you know taught me so that's also some of the challenges that parents are facing too um you know right now so again I would just say definitely reach out to the teacher youtube it like if there are concepts that you hear your kids saying and you're not really sure how to Help them with that, you know. YouTube it. um, Stay in contact with the teacher. Try to learn it too, um, so that you're able to support your child. And I know that's difficult, but we are being fast tracked into the future in so many ways. And you know, I was listening to TD Jakes about a week ago, and he was talking about reinventing yourself. You know, like the old way of how we do things might not. We might not be going back to the old way. And I know a lot of people really want to go back to normalcy or the old way of doing things but you know what when your back is pushed up against the wall that's when you become creative inventive and that's when you're forced to grow and I think we're seeing some of that right now um you know in this time of COVID and people are learning new things doing new things because forced to um And so, when it comes to technology as a parent, I would just encourage you really and truly to start learning, um, you know, different platforms, different websites, different apps, um, so that you can also be aware of what's going on, too, right now in these times, so.
0: All right. Well, I mean, you've you've definitely covered a lot. If there's, a, if there's a father or a mother out there, what what is one or two things as we're wrapping up this episode that you would like to leave with them as encouragement in this season of, of online schooling or homeschooling?
1: One is that you're doing a great job. Um, like I was saying earlier, there's no handbook for this, so I just encourage you to take it one day at a time, one step at a time. You are not alone in what you're doing uh, stay connected with other parents out there um, and then to take this time to really connect with it with your child it will pay off dividends um, I know one thing for us I really we both have been really taking this time to take homeschool seriously but also to treat it um, as like Bible study and, and, and I say that because we've been having more time to sit down and talk about the Word of God with our kids, teach about prayer with our kids, um, teach about um, just having a relationship with God and bonding more as a family. and those things will will stretch so so far. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to do that um, as well too. so
0: all right. Well, I'm going to leave it there um, because if I don't put a period,
1: we'll keep going. We'll
0: keep going. And there's only 24 hours in a day. So this has been another episode of Fatherhood Friday season four with your host with the most, Chalmer and Tanya. And this has been an episode about how fathers can be more involved in their, chi- in their child's online schooling.
1: Can I wrap on the way up? sure alright chilling in the wind back again this is time okay we are going to end
0: it there because yeah we're going to end it there so stay tuned next week and if you're listening at this at the very end in the words of Drake it's too late take care And here's a sneak peek into next week's Fatherhood Friday episode.
1: One being in college, uh, time management okay. was was not my best friend in college. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, right. I, again, I wish it was, but time management was not my best friend uh, in college. Um, you know, I, I struggled with that again uh, because. Um, um, I didn't really have uh, a clear uh, purpose um, to where I could prioritize my time